Hello and welcome to episode three of the Lose Your Mind podcast with Alan and Kelly. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Kelly. And how are you doing this fine morning? I'm good, thank you. The sun is shining, so I am smiling. Excellent. I can see you're smiling, so she's not lying. So today we're going to move ahead with uh, all topics of mindfulness. And what we thought we'd do over the next coming episodes is talk about some of the attitudes of mindfulness, which have been defined conveniently for us by the uh, Western guru of mindfulness, if you like, a guy called John Kabat-Zinn, who you may or may not have heard of. But um, he brought mindfulness to the West, really, in the 70s at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. And today we're going to cover the topic of acceptance. So Kelly's just going to give us a little intro in what that's all about. Yes, well, thank you, Alan. In the words of John Kabat-Zinn in his book, Full Catastrophe Living, he actually quotes himself that you have to accept yourself as you are before you can really change. This attitude is about seeing one's experience with clarity and kindness, letting go of denial, suppression, rejection, or resonation. We can learn to accept the present moment as if we had invited it. And I love that short passage um, around acceptance because thinking about it for me, um, and I've had a bit of a bit of a tough week this week, just a few personal things going on. And I, I genuinely have found that by accepting what's going on has really helped me process it so I can really resonate with what he says there. Yeah, and I think... Um... We're going to say this probably about all the attitudes of mindfulness, that this is probably the most important one. So I think they're all as important as each other. But the things that really resonated with me uh, in that passage were accept yourself as you are, because most of us spend so much time wanting to be something else and wanting to be somewhere else. And you can't be. The first place you start is where you are right now and who you are right now. It doesn't mean you have to give in and say, oh, well, I am what I am and I can't improve. That's not the point. The point is the first step to going anywhere is knowing where you are. Is it not? I agree 100 percent. And they do say that the more you're in touch with who you are and accepting of yourself, the happier everything does become for you around around you. Things change, don't they? The minute you start accept, accepting things. And as we've discussed before, I know, Alan, about resisting things. Um, when thinking about acceptance the other day, it, it does say that if you do put a resistance up, you're, you're withholding the acceptance that you could potentially have, which is quite often what, what we do every day. We're just permanently resisting even things I suppose we think we should be doing or think things should be a certain way. Would you agree? I would. So... Just building on that. So what we're talking about here, when we resist something, it's that feeling of, oh, no, I really wish that hadn't happened or that this wasn't about to happen or I wasn't feeling that way. There's, there's quite a spectrum, isn't there, of things you could think in this, in this area. So it's, it's pain, it's emotional pain, it's physical pain. It's just the trivial things like, oh, God, I've got to do the housework or whatever. And what I've found is that if I'm thinking that I make myself unhappy, and I set myself out on a task that's um, just set me off on a, on, the, on a bad foot. 
and I've got a little tip actually. So if you're ever asked to do something that you really, really hate doing, so minor, I know it's all minor, but uh, just clearing the kitchen after dinner, right? I like cooking. I don't like, I like all the glory stuff. I don't like putting stuff away afterwards. And I've been accused <laughs> of uh, walking away when the, when the difficult tasks um, come into play. So I've decided I'm going to do more of that now, even though I pathologically hate it. But what I do is I just try and adopt that attitude of acceptance. I've got to do it. And what I'm going to try and do is enjoy it. And what I do is I slow it down, probably even more annoying, but I slow it down and try and adopt real care in everything I do. Then it makes sure that I'm in the task, I'm in the moment, and I do it well. And I can actually walk away and think, yeah, I did that. You know, and it's a very, very small thing, but it's a major step change for me in um, I'm not going to do that. I want to do something else. You know, I spend I spend a lot of time wanting to leap from one nice thing to another. And you can't do that in life, can you? You have to take the rough with the smooth. You do. And I think, like you say, it might just start off as a small task, but it is all about the little things The the moment that we start accepting those small, small things and taking on board and and getting on with the things that we don't enjoy quite as much. You're right. It starts to make a huge difference to all of us. And everybody's got things that they don't like doing or things that happen in their lives that they really don't want to accept, like bad news, pain, like you mentioned. But we do have to bring a sense of acceptance to it to be able to get through it. And then we're stronger for it, aren't we? We're better equipped to deal with what whatever it is we've got to do. Yeah, that's true. And I know the example I had was was quite trivial in a way, but it, it's not because um, what I'm doing there is I'm getting out of fight or flight mode as well. So by deciding that I hate something, I automatically trigger, you know, hormones in my brain, you know, neurotransmitters that say we don't like this, so we're going to tense up and and it's kind of like that fight or flight mode. Um, whereas what I then do is switch that off and actually relax into it. So that's one thing. And then I think the other thing is that um, the more you resist, um, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain, or say something like somebody that you're afraid of, you know, um, and these are your ghosts and demons. The fear you have is because you run away from them. And actually, when you turn and face them, it's never quite as bad as you think. If you come downstairs in the middle of the night and you're frightened of seeing a ghost, you wouldn't, you're not, you wouldn't be half as frightened if you actually saw the ghost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because it's happened and it would just, it would just, because it's become a reality and it just sort of dissipates its power diminishes. Yeah, it's the build-up, isn't it? It's the build-up and all the pressure, therefore, by accepting the situation. And it isn't trivial at all. What you're saying there, for you, that's making things different because you've accepted it. And and I'm, I imagine lots of people have so many different things, anyone that's listening, where they may just need to make those changes in their minds as well, the exact same thing, just and and it will just make more enjoyment for them. And Agreed. that whole knocking at the door scenario, like the ghost thing, you know, it's the actual, you hear the door knocking 
But then when you actually open the door, it's not as scary as, as walking towards the door itself, is it? That's true. How many times have you, I, I don't know your house, Kelly, but in our house, we can't, we can't see who's knocking at the door. So as you're walking to the door, have you, after you've been interrupted watching your favorite TV program and you're already building up resistance and you think, right, who's this? Who the hell is this? And then you open the door and it's a friend with a big smile on their face and a gift or whatever. And they must think, what the hell did their face look like? <laughs> so, but the point being that we just built up um, a huge amount of stress, needless stress, really. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, in terms of doing the kitchen, you know, just on that example, people might say, well, yeah, well, I still hate it. It's still boring. It's still rubbish. It might seem boring, actually, but it's got to be done. And the more you slow down and get into it, the more you will enjoy it. And you have to do that. You just have to trust me, you know. No, I agree. And I think where you said at the beginning, how we accept ourselves so self-acceptance, the same as tasks, it starts off in that same manner, doesn't it? Everybody has things that they're not un- they're not comfortable with about who they are or things they feel they should be like someone else or doing it a bit better. But when you unwire those patterns and thoughts and get to the root of the problem and give yourself space to accept why you think that way, um, you then become comfortable. So I've... I've I think it is all about those small steps. I think it's actually the small steps are the big steps indeed. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Because everything is small steps, even the big ones. They're just lots of small ones put together when you think about it. And by not accepting, it's not actually changing anything. I mean, I've had some bad news this week. Um, If I don't accept it, it doesn't actually change the reality that, that I'm facing with the situation I've still got to deal with it so by accepting it I actually feel more in control and and stronger to be able to help the people and be there for the people I need to be there for you know so I think I think just by making that possible um it helps not only me but everyone else around me yeah and that gives you a, a sense of inner strength as well doesn't it I think so, because you don't want to, I don't want to lose my mind um, like I've done before. You know, I've, I'm an anxiety sufferer. I've been there and I know that if I go down a slippery slope, um, I, I could get caught in that cycle, which is why I'm, I'm wiring these patterns. It's just so important because it gives you freedom. Yeah. And in a sense, you have lost your mind, haven't you? Because what you've, what you've done is you've cut straight through to the heart of the matter and not allowed the overthinking, the rumination, the why me, why them, you know, kind of thing. You know, you haven't let that take you over and just sort of suck you in. So what you've done is you've been able to stand back from it and say, well, that is the situation and have some perspective with it as well, which I think it will help you reach a sense of perspective much quicker than you would otherwise. And maybe you would never have, never have reached a decent perspective if you hadn't thought in that way. Exactly. I mean, acceptance really is the first step towards making the changes you need. And like you say, as we go on through the the weeks, we're going to discuss about the other attitudes of mindfulness. Um, And equally, they are all as important. But It's just breaking them down, isn't it? And really just taking those different behaviours 
and, and really seeing that it doesn't have to be a huge step. It doesn't have to be massive, but the 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 benefits are huge, aren't they? Really, they are. So, I hope we've we've managed to get across what we're talking about with acceptance. What are the things that we could tell our listeners to do practically to start this? Well, is what I would say is meditation is obviously a huge part of mindfulness practice it's one of the the more formal practices but by meditating and sitting it gives you the chance to practice acceptance so we can sit down and meditate and we might have thoughts come into our head and we might not think we're getting anywhere but the simple act of sitting with it we're accepting how we're feeling in that time and there's access to a huge range of meditations i mean you can plug in on youtube meditation acceptance just to start you practicing you know headspace do a really good course on acceptance um, which is great people can listen to that but I think it's just important that even if it's a minute if it's two minutes if it's five minutes it's just taking the step to make the changes and like you said um, Alan just choosing something that you don't feel comfortable with whether it's tidying up after you've made dinner whether it's anything at all, really, you know, getting your bits ready for the next day, something you don't like doing, but just accepting it, slowing it all down. And yeah, I, I like, yeah, I like the slowing down thing. And you're right. I think the meditation is a great starting point because I think that trains your mind into being able to do this as well at any given point, because, you know, when you, you got your bad news or when, things happen to us we, we don't it tends not to be when we're sitting down and meditating doesn't it you know life's not like that so we need to do these things in the heat of battle and I think you'll train your mind by doing the meditation but if you can use some kind of cue for yourself you know and just you, what you start to do is see your thoughts and if you see your thoughts and what you're thinking from a, an objective viewpoint you might suddenly think differently I I do that I just think well you know, I wanted to leave the kitchen and go off and, you know, read my book. I thought, what a selfish thing to do. You know, why don't, why don't I just, you know, just do this thing, accept it. And actually life's going to be better 10, 15 minutes later than it would have been. Cause A, I won't feel guilty. B, I'll have brownie points, you know, and C, you know, I, I can, you know, it's just, it's, it's almost like be your future friend, isn't it? You know, because you will get the payback for it some way down the line if that doesn't sound too cynical don't do everything just for payback but you know what I mean just for a sense of well-being yeah I agree and I think as we sort of come to an end of talking about this today the reason that we've decided to break the attitudes down is quite often people come to mindfulness and they are read out the list of attitudes aren't they and quite often it's quite difficult to understand exactly where each one goes and where it fits into your life so it's what we're trying to get across here is just spending a little bit of time just trying to relate it to real life, really, to things that we may go through so that you can understand exactly why each one's important and just little things that you can do to really implement that into your day. Thank you, Kelly. I think we've had a good chat. I hope we've managed to get the message across. I'm going to have to accept now that this conversation has to come to an end and this episode has to come to an end. Um, 
But we'll be back in episode four for a new topic on the mindful attitudes. So we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks again. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Kelly. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.